DDoS attacks. We've all seen the news. We're familiar with them and the damage that they can cause. But what do we truly know about the key components of these attacks? And more important, what to look for when seeking a DDoS mitigation service or product? Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about DDoS mitigation today with Matt Mosher. He's a security strategist with Akamai. Matt, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Tom. Matt, DDoS attacks have been in the news pretty consistently for the past several years now, so security leaders are familiar with them. But what do you find they often misunderstand about the attacks and the key components of them? You know, the the thing that I think we would like everybody to realize is that there's a commonality between all the attacks, right? And the objective of a DDoS attack is always the same. I think that simplifies understanding it if you, you know, see what those commonalities are. And and those we really find is the objective is always the same. It's resource exhaustion. You say, what types of resources? It's really either your bandwidth, you know, coming into your facility, coming into your data center, can I saturate and exceed that capacity? Or they're trying to exhaust your resources in memory and CPU. Say memory and CPU and what? It's really anything that is going to be processing packets or sessions uh, or has a state table or is maintaining session state, right? So the objective of DDoS is always the same. The objectives are always the same as to, you know, exhaust those resources in those three areas. So when it comes time to evaluate a DDoS mitigation service or a product, what are some of the key areas that organizations really need to be looking into? You know, there's kind of four key areas that that people really need to understand from the service providers. They really need to understand their capacity, right? What is their mitigation capacity? What is their network capacity? Then they really need to look at the capabilities of the service. You know, um, are they a a full, you know, kind of service provider with multiple options depending on the customer's technical environment, depending on what their objectives are in terms of what they want to be protected from and how. Then you really need to look at the intelligence. You know, where are they getting their threat intelligence? How familiar are they with the problem? Are they an active researcher themselves? And are they really, you know, kind of at the cutting edge of what's happening in the in the DDoS threat landscape? And the last one is really the experience of the vendor. You know, the old adage, practice makes perfect, really holds true when you're talking about, you know, fighting DDoS attacks. Well, let's talk about these components piece by piece. And let's start with this. What should the prospective buyer be looking for initially beyond the marketing hype? Well, if we kind of take each one of those things I highlighted, you know, the first one is kind of the the capacity, right? So, you you know, you really need to understand what their network capacity is, what their mitigation capacity. For some vendors, those numbers run very close together. For somebody like an, an ISP, those things are going to be dramatically different meaning an uh, uh, Internet service provider might have a large network capacity, but they may have very limited mitigation capacity. So those are, you know, kind of basic questions to understand what those things are. You need to really kind of dig a little bit deeper into those solutions, and you need to find out if, you know, their mitigation capabilities are based on a single technology. That tells you a lot about their capacity because they're probably quoting you the raw mitigation capacity, meaning if I'm dealing with one attack vector, uh, you know, a simple tax on kind of uh, UDP flood, you know, that's their their highest capacity number that they're going to quote you. 
And yet we know in a single mitigation technology stack that as they deal with multiple attack vectors, the performance of that mitigation device drops rather dramatically. And so those are important, you know, kind of questions to ask and understand. Some good questions to ask your vendor really about, you know, can you show me a graph of the largest attack that you've ever stopped? You know, that's a real-world event there. That'll give you some indication of what their capabilities truly are. You should probably ask, you know, how do they do capacity planning? Because that becomes critically important as the service providers scale is how are they planning out and adding capacity and what data are they tracking? They have to have a plan. They have to have a formula for that. It's very important as you as prospective customer, you know, ask them what that that planning process is and what are their build-out plans because we have consistently seen year over year that the size of DDoS attacks are getting larger. So these are all really important questions for you to understand about their capacity. And as I said in the opening remarks about what do they all share in common, it's resource exhaustion. The, the biggest expense that drives how much a DDoS service cost is, how much capacity are they giving you access to? That's really going to you know, show the difference between maybe a small hosting provider who maybe has 10 you know, gigs worth of capacity versus somebody who is providing you access to terabits worth of capacity. So very important question for, for you to understand when you're evaluating DDoS service providers. Matt, if I could follow up on capacity, you've established why it's important for DDoS mitigation, but what kind of capacity do I as a customer really need? Well, the things they have to understand is that um, the size of DDoS attacks are arbitrary, meaning they're as large as they have to be in order to accomplish their objective. So it, it's important to say, you know, find out, is your service going to provide you uh, protection against an unlimited attack size? There are many, you know, service providers out there that are tapping the size of the attacks that they're willing to fight, right? It costs them more to fight larger attacks. It reduces their capacity or their ability to service uh, accounts simultaneously. So very, very important is to understand, you know, what is the difference, you know, what level of service are they providing? Are they willing to fight uh, an unlimited size or, you know, are they going to cap you in the size? And just remember that, you know, once the attacker finds out that you're under a CAPS program, all they have to do is generate an attack that it exceeds that and they've accomplished their objective. And the attackers are stealing this bandwidth so it doesn't cost them any more money to do a large or small attack. You talked about capabilities a few minutes ago. So what are the capabilities that a prospective buyer should be seeking? You know, the bottom line with capabilities comes down to is, is the service provider providing a time to mitigate SLA, right? All of their capabilities in terms of fighting attacks and capacity comes down to that factor. Really what you're paying for is protection and stopping DDoS attacks. And a time to mitigate SLA is giving you some contractual commitment about how quickly am I going to stop that attack for you, right? So that's the bottom line when it comes to capabilities. Other things that you should look for in capabilities about are they a full service provider? Are they providing a, an option for proxy services? Are they providing an option for BGP services? Are they doing, you know, always on? protection, meaning are you always, you know, on the network and in mitigation, or is this an on-demand service? 
The needs of the organization will dictate what are the right mixes of those. Often we find, you know, large customers need a combination of those products to really kind of meet all of their business objectives, you know, when it talks about protection. So really understanding if they're, they're a full-service provider is very, very important. And then also things like, hey, are you also, in addition to DDoS, concerned about, you know, kind of web penetration tax? Right? And you need to look at that. Maybe that's going to be a requirement of the future. Maybe it isn't today. But, you know, you're not going to bounce your traffic all over the Internet going to different service providers. And so am I locked into a DDoS only, or is this more of a cloud security provider and they have multiple options for me? Really complementary to capabilities is experience. What do you find to be the level and the type of experience that's necessary to combat today's evolved flavor of DDoS attacks? You know, so experience is very, very important, right? And it's, you know, it's kind of muscle memory and how often do you see events, how often do you get to practice your discipline? You know, the tough part about DDoS is that it is relatively low frequency but very, very high impact makes it a challenge for organizations to try to deal with attacks on their own because really, you know, the, the majority of customers who even experience a DDoS attack are experiencing less than, you know, six attacks a year. So you just don't get very familiar with that. So you want a service provider who is really fighting attacks on a daily basis. What that is going to do is give them exposure to the latest tactics that they're using and the latest attack vectors. Right, So, you know, you definitely want to ask your service providers how many attacks are you fighting on a daily basis. Are they documenting that information and sharing that with you, right? Because actually that information is very important in their capacity planning. So they need to be gathering that data if they have a good capacity planning. And that really tells you about how embedded and how committed they are to the industry. And so experience is very, very important uh, because the threat landscape does change and the tactics they use about how they're uh, implementing these attacks also change. And there's nothing beats experience and firsthand observations of those things in order to be able to respond very, very quickly and deliver on a time to mitigate SLA. Well, that's a great segue into our last question. You talk about the threat landscape. In this landscape, how important is threat intelligence when you're fighting DDoS? You know, we, we're seeing the threat landscape constantly evolve, right? We see some themes and um, characteristics of attacks, um, you know, being repeated, meaning the idea of reflection, finding legitimate, you know, Internet service that's a UDP service, and then, uh, you know, spoofing the IP address of the victim, sending those requests to this legitimate service and having that service respond. You know, we've seen that technique used in NTP. We see that technique used in, in uh, DNS. And now, you know, the, the number one attack vectors we speak today is really, you know, FSDP, right, which is a, is a service that is running out on the Internet. So that same concept of reflection, we see them constantly trying to find new resources. What are resources out on the Internet readily available that they can exploit to accomplish their objectives? So... You know, having knowledge and tracking that stuff, also looking at the uh, most popular DDoS attack tools and what is their evolution and what new capabilities are they adding is critically important. You want to know if your service provider is really doing their own research, analyzing those things, and coming up with strategies and techniques in order to mitigate all of those changes and those variations in those different kinds of attacks, right? 
Um, if they are doing their own threat research, they really should be publishing that data because people aren't going to go through all that work and not want to publish that information. So important question to ask prospective vendors is what kind of threat research do you do? Where are your publications on that? And that will really give you a good indication whether these people are really focused on the problem, they have the expertise, or are they really you know, just kind of sourcing that from a third party? Are they just buying some off-the-shelf gear and relying on that vendor uh, to kind of embed the intelligence in an appliance versus they're really doing their own research themselves? Well, Matt, that's very sound advice. I appreciate your time and your insight today on DDoS. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for having me, Tom. I think DDoS is you know, certainly kind of an evolving area. It's a problem that's not going away anytime soon. As long as there's motivation, there are certainly ways to accomplish DDoS. It is a very hard problem for individual companies to solve, and it certainly lends itself to kind of a shared service where you have access to kind of the huge resources, the skill set, and the intelligence uh, about these very devastating attacks that happen relatively infrequently compared to some other kind of security events. Again, the topic has been DDoS mitigation. I've been talking with Matt Mosher, security strategist with Akamai. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.